Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. This month, we will discuss two articles over two short episodes from the upcoming issue of the Journal of Athletic Training. The first episode will provide an update on how athletic trainers are assessing and managing concussions, while the second episode will explore the concussion recovery timeline of high school athletes that used a stepwise return-to-play protocol. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. The title of the first article is Athletic Trainers Concussion Assessment and Management Practices, an Update, authored by Landon Lemke and colleagues from the University of Georgia. Let's survey the scene. When it comes to assessment and management of sport-related concussions, athletic trainers are in a unique position when compared to other healthcare professionals, given that athletic trainers not only play a vital role in the initial injury diagnosis, but are also part of the management of the injury from the time of the incident all the way through return to sport. Even prior to the injury taking place, athletic trainers often implement a battery of baseline assessments. As mentioned in a previous JAT cast episode, the NATA does recommend that all student athletes perform baseline assessments containing one, previous concussion and brain injury history, two, concussion related symptom evaluation, three, cognitive assessment, four, balance evaluation. Being a vital component to proper management of the injury, the profession is poised to continue to lead and advance the understanding of sport-related concussion. This professional opportunity does bring some challenges, considering the rate in which evidence about concussions is being produced. Within the past 20 years, numerous iterations of consensus statements on the assessment and management of concussions have been published. The purpose of the consensus statements are to synthesize the best available evidence to provide clinicians with succinct and clear recommendations on the management of concussions. The NATA's latest consensus statement was published in 2014, and the consistent statement stemming from the 5th International Conference on Concussion and Sport was released in 2017. The authors of the episode's paper also conducted a PubMed search and found that 1,900 original peer-reviewed papers pertaining to sport-related concussions have been published since 2013. Now that it has been a few years since the consensus statements have been available and that new literature continues to emerge, evaluating how the current recommendations on concussion assessment and management have been incorporated in athletic training practice is warranted. Therefore, the author's primary purpose of the study was to examine athletic trainers' practices on assessment and management of sport-related concussion. A web-based survey that asked participants about their current concussion assessment and management techniques was sent to a random sample of almost 9,000 certified athletic trainers. The first portion of the survey asked participants about their demographic information. Example of these questions were degrees earned, years of experience, and employment setting. The next section of the survey requested the participant to estimate the number of concussions diagnosed within each sport that they provide medical coverage as well as any additional characteristics of the concussion. The third component of the survey asked questions regarding the tools and methods they use to assess, manage, and determine return to sport. Additional follow-up questions were asked depending on the participant's answer. A total of 818 athletic trainers completed at least 90% of the survey. On average, 16 concussions were observed each year per participant. 
The highest number of concussions were reported in, to occur in football, which was followed by women's soccer and then men's soccer. Of the reported concussions, 41% required more than 10 days for symptoms to be resolved, with almost 12% requiring more than six weeks. About 56% of the described concussions did not return to sport until after 10 days. For assessing concussions, clinical examination was used by 95% of participants. Almost 87% indicated that they use symptom-based assessment tools, and 85% responded that they evaluate balance as part of their concussion assessment. Concussion severity grading systems were used by around 8% of participants. When quantifying the percent of athletic trainers who used a multi-domain approach when assessing concussions, it was found that a three-domain minimum concussion assessment battery that comprised at least symptom checklist, balance, and a neurocognitive evaluation was used by 53% of athletic trainers, while 86% of athletic trainers used a two-domain assessment battery. When managing concussion, Published return-to-play guidelines were reported to be used by 91% of respondents and were the most common decision-making tool. The return-to-play guidelines reported within the NATA's 2014 position statement on sport-related concussion was reported most often and by 61% of the respondents. The next most reported guidelines were that of the International Conference of Concussion and Sports Consensus Statement, which was once again published in 2017. 41% of participants indicated that the final decision for returning an athlete to participation was made by the team physician, while 37% of the athletic trainers noted that they were in charge of making the final return-to-play decisions. In 15% of the responses, the student-athlete's primary care physician was responsible for making final decision regarding clearance to full participation. As part of a secondary analysis, Both education level and practice setting were associated with concussion assessment and management. Individuals with a master's degree were more likely to use the three-domain minimum concussion battery for assessment, as well as return-to-sport decision-making than athletic trainers with a bachelor's degree. Athletic trainers working within a collegiate setting were also more likely to use the three-domain minimum concussion battery for assessment, as well as return-to-sport decision-making, than athletic trainers working within a high school and clinical setting. Years of clinical experience was not related to concussion assessment or management by athletic trainers. The authors proposed that these relationships may be attributed to the greater proportion of master's degree-holding athletic trainers within the collegiate setting. The athletic trainers with master's degrees may have had greater exposure to reading and applying relevant research pertaining to concussions during their academic programs. Furthermore, the concussion-related policies from the NCAA may further promote adherence within the collegiate setting. When comparing the results of the study to a similar study published in 2013, it is evident that athletic trainers are more consistently using recommended assessment and management methods. However, there is still a need for athletic trainers to increase their use of multidimensional assessment and return to sport tools and discontinue using outdated instruments such as concussion severity scales and previous iterations of the SCAT. To achieve uniformity across the profession, athletic trainers should conduct annual reviews of concussion-related policies and protocols to ensure their respective assessment and management practices align with current guidelines detailed within the aforementioned position statements. Well, that's it for today's JT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, 
Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for our next episode of JATCast. Cast.